Hello and welcome back to this week's ACE Oncocast entitled Clinical Management of Advanced Urothelial Cancer. My name is Rob Coleman and joining me again today is Dr. Leonel de Hees from the University of Campinas in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and Dr. Gunter Nagish from the Dusseldorf University Hospital in Dusseldorf, Germany. Welcome back to both of you. In today's ACE Oncocast, our clinical experts will be discussing a clinical case based on a patient with pretreated metastatic bladder cancer. And this relates to a 58-year-old Turkish man who just last October presented with a six-month history of intermittent hematuria. There was some delay in investigation to, due to uh, COVID restrictions. And when he had a cystoscopy performed, he was found to have muscle-invasive transitional cell carcinoma of the bladder and pdl one testing, both of tumor cells and the immune cell infiltrate, was negative. The CT scan showed that he had a T3 bladder lesion plus some pelvic lymph nodes. And he had the opportunity to be treated on a neoadjuvant clinical trial, during which he received four cycles of cisplatin plus gemcitabine and pembrolizumab. At the end of that, he declined a radical cystectomy and was treated surgically with a partial cystectomy at which residual disease was identified on the posterior bladder wall. And this therefore was followed by some pelvic radiotherapy. There was no other evidence of disease at surgery. Nine months later, so just a few months ago now, he presented with pelvic pain and an MRI scan of the pelvis showed a retrovesical mass invading the rectum and with also some sacral bone metastases. And his clinician ordered um, RT-PCR testing of the original primary tumor, looking for FGFR uh, mutations. And the report came back showing FGFR3 point mutations in exon 7. So we have a patient with recurrent pre-treated metastatic bladder cancer. And I'd like us to debate how we might treat this patient. Clearly, there might be a role for retreatment with either a checkpoint inhibitor or carboplatin-based chemotherapy. But there are a whole range of alternative agents that I'd like us to discuss, erdofitinib, antibody drug conjugates, vinflunine, taxanes. So Lee, I'll come to you first, and I'd be interested to know how you would like to treat this patient, assuming treat all treatments were available in your practice. I would offer a target therapy. So uh, FGFR positive patient uh, would be uh, well treated with uh, uh, a target therapy. And can you tell me a little bit about erdofitinib and, and how, it, how it works and, and its efficacy? So uh, usually uh, about 15 to 20% of, of such patients will have uh, uh, FGFR alterations. So uh, this uh, is, is uh, an inhibitor of, of FGFR and, and, and it's, it's better than uh, for uh, visceral metastasis patients. And, and obviously for those only that, only for those that have FGFR with mutations, that is the case. So uh, the cons are like a shorter response usually and the toxicity profile, uh, mainly ocular toxicities. 
But for this case, uh, also we have already offered uh, ICI uh, in, in, in Recur, and 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 also uh, there is a FGFR mutation. It's it's a, a straight uh, decision here, although there are options uh, to this. Thank you. And, and Gunto, how would you approach this patient? I would approach this patient by the same way, uh, also using the adafitinib uh, based on the phase two data, uh, which has have been published recently in the New England Journal of Medicine, because there is a, 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 a good response rate of about 40% in this trial you mentioned. Um, I think uh, a re-challenge uh, either with chemotherapy or with immunotherapy is, 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 is not a good option. For chemotherapy, we have uh, retrospective data um, that uh, at, at a treatment-free interval of uh, 12 months at least uh, should, be, uh, should be there to do a re-challenge. Uh, regarding the immune checkpoint inhibitor we challenge we, we don't do have uh, data for for bladder cancer in in other tumor entities for example in non-small cell lung cancer um, there are data that we challenge in patients who underwent progression on first treatment with an immune checkpoint inhibitor is uh, futile does not work in melanoma it does work so I'm not sure whether a re-challenge works in bladder cancer, but in, in this patient with the point mutation in FGFR3, I wouldn't try this. Thank you. And, and in terms of side effects, uh, Leo mentioned uh, ocular side effects. Have you, have you come across any other issues with this agent? Um, other issues are uh, other skin-related toxicities on the FGFR inhibitors. Yeah. like uh, hand foot syndrome or, uh, or something, mucositis, all these problems. Uh, further, uh, you need to have a look for, uh, for cardial, um, cardial uh, side effects. The patient needs a close monitoring for that. Thank you. And what about other chemotherapy agents, traditional chemotherapy agents? Is there a role for any of them? Um, Yes, there is a role for uh, other uh, others, um, as long as I don't have access to infortumab vedotin. Um, there, there are um, data for vinflunin, which is approved in Europe, or for taxanes, which are currently normally used in, in, in America, and I think also in, in Brazil as well. Um, but um, these the these compounds are better than we normally think. In the in the approval trial for vinflunin, for example, there was only a small uh, survival benefit of the um, of the of the vinflunin group, and only in the according to protocol of about two or three months, uh, about two to three months, the median survival of six point nine months. When we look in the data for the taxanes and also for vinflunin in the randomized trial uh, on enfortumab, vedotin, on atezolizumab, pembrolizumab, and everything, we see that they do better. The median survival is quite better with about nine months. So as long as other options are not available, I think it would also be good to treat this patient with either vinflunin or taxane. Thank you. And Leo, can you tell us anything about FGFR testing? Is it, is it something that's easily accessible in most clinical practice settings? Uh, and, and how do you interpret the result? Yeah, it's, it's becoming more uh, accessible. And also we, we shouldn't uh, forget that those patients are eligible for clinical trials also. 
we are discussing many options, but, and, and we should remember clinical trials for, for those patients. And, uh, uh, and, and also the, the, the test can be, can be offered uh, in, in advance of, of the, the moment that you think they will need it, although it's, it's uh, dynamic. So uh, for example, uh, uh, you, you can have like not homogeneous uh, marker, uh, mainly for PD-1, but also for, for FGFR, uh, and also uh, uh, no standardization for pd one So, and, and FG, uh, making, uh, talk, talking about FGFR, uh, uh, it, it's becoming a more, uh, uh, more available, and, and also uh, it's necessary to define uh, the, the candidates for target therapy. So it connected with the treatment sometimes. Thank you. I'm going to tell us a little bit about some of the emerging agents. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, antibody drug conjugates. Uh, just tell us where we are with those and what you see coming along in the future. In the near future, um, I think that the, the, the compound which is most relevant is the infotima vedotin. It's already approved in the US. It's an antibody drug conjugate which targets nectine, uh, nectine 4 in, in orothelial bladder carcinoma patients, which is, uh, which is, um, is expressed in about 90% of orothelial carcinomas. Um, there uh, has been a, only recently a phase three study, the EV301 study, which has been published, where a significant survival benefit was seen in patients pretreated both with chemotherapy and immunotherapy of, a, of more, than, uh, more than three months. And uh, this is in the rise, uh, and I think it will be approved in Europe within the next months. Um, another compound which is on the rise is, uh, is this is quite difficult to pronounce. It's a Zaxituzumab govitecan. It's another antibody drug conjugate. Uh, there we have positive uh, phase two data published this year on the Trophy U1 trial. And there we see uh, comparable, uh, comparable survival and response results in pretreated patients. Uh, this uh, targets another uh, surface antigen. It's uh, targeting TROP2. Thank you. So the future is looking much brighter. Uh, that's good to hear. Well, thank you, Leo and Gunter, for this great discussion. And thank you for listening to this program brought to you by Ace Oncology. Mm -hmm.